go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. What's up, everybody, Dog Nation? I'm Jeff Sintel. It is Wednesday night. It is time for Before the Hedges on Dog Nation. And guys, lend me your ears, my friends. If you're on this feed right now, I wish I could sound like one of those favorite talk show hosts and say, everybody that's on this feed right now gets a brand new car and look in your email box. But I'm going to tell you this. This is some interactive uh, Before the Hedges Wednesday Night Live tonight. David uh, Zonia uh, Johnson-Garner. Uh, Philip Overstreet, you're the first names I'm seeing. But I want you to do this. Let's try this because we are trying something that is a first, a first in the history of DogNation.com. I'm sure you guys are near a computer. I'm sure you guys are near your phone or tablet or however you're browsing and watching Wednesday Night Live tonight. I want you guys to go to the Dog Nation homepage. And it's not because we're trying to get some link, some clicks or some page views or some website traffic or anything else like that. We have found a way to take this program, which appears on YouTube, which appears on Facebook, which is now appearing on, I think, Twitter and Twitch and lots of other platforms as well. But it's now streaming live to the Dog Nation homepage. So let me tell you this. I want, I want to do this. I want, the, I want it. Everybody go take a look. Everybody go take a look. And the first person, uh, the first person that uh, chimes back and says, hey, Jeff, I know what you're talking about. Pretty stinking cool or cooler than a uh, quick self-checkout line at Kroger where uh, skies are wide open. But I want you to check it out. I want you to see what's going on. For the first time, we are streaming live um, to the Dog Nation homepage. And I see it right there. I see it right there. I see some guy. Uh with a wet head, it looks like, uh, just sitting there talking. Jermaine King, I was just doing a test. If you go to dognation.com right now for the first time ever in the history of this program and the history of any Dog Nation program, gulp, let's all cross our fingers here. Um, we're streaming live to the Dog Nation homepage. That's dognation.com. I don't know uh, if that's a big deal for you guys, but it's kind of a big deal for us because that's the first time we've ever tried it. We've kind of figured out a way to build a bigger, better battleship, a bigger, better mousetrap, so to speak. Um, so we can stream live uh, right on our right on our homepage. So it's another place where you guys can find us uh, for the latest on Wednesday night. Uh, Connor's in coverage on Tuesday nights. Mike's on the beat show. Uh, Pete Ellis. So now if you're um, hanging out from Flowery Branch, Georgia, um, you can sit there and go to dognation.com to keep up with everything as well. And we won't be able to give anybody any top fan status or anything else like that. But I think that's pretty stinking cool. Tonight's show, if you've read your headline, is uh, got a chance to speak to Carlton Madden Jr. Uh, that's the Cedar Grove edge defender um, uh, out of Ellenwood, Georgia. I got to visit him in his practice yesterday. Always lots of guys at Cedar Grove High School guys, I don't, I don't. Let me tell you how uncommon. This. I think there's probably 12 guys that play defense for Cedar Grove High School that I will see uh, signing a college scholarship. Uh, that's pretty big, but you know, in the 2022 class, there's Carlton Madden. Uh, it's about six three, about 240 pounds, six three and a half, and about 240 pounds. He has um, uh, 
he has uh, basically transformed himself. Really great story there for Carlton Madden. We're going to have a good little chat with him uh, coming up in a few, just like in a minute or two on this program. But I just want to set this up. Was uh, Carlton Madden, he transferred from Arabia Mountain to Cedar Grove last fall. And he did not get the chance to play because of it. He was ruled uh, it wasn't a bona fide move. So basically all he got to play was in one. So you have to go all the way back to September of 2019 to find uh, the last time that uh, he made a play, a big-time highlight play in a high school game. You weighed about 175 pounds then, he told me. you got to laugh about something like that, about especially how radically he's changed his body. Uh, he's turned himself into quite the prospect, quite the target. I think he told me, uh, you know, there's a difference, guys. There's a difference between um, you get the offer and, and it's basically a starter kit offer to start the recruiting relationship. And uh, sometimes you feel like you're getting recruited 95 miles an hour, or excuse me, 55 miles an hour. And that would be kind of the slow play offer where none of these kids feel like they're a priority. Well, Carlton Madden uh, tells me he feels like he's being recruited 95 miles per hour by the University of Georgia. Uh, that's the big kind of main entree on our show tonight. We're going to do a few things. We're going to go through all the staples, all the food groups. We're going to go top targets. We're going to go take a look at, um, you know, some commitment timelines coming up. Uh, had a couple commitments since our last show that kind of cleans out the board a little bit, or at least tidies up the board a little bit. Um, but, um, you know, lots to share, lots to talk to you guys about here on the program tonight. Uh, also, I'm going to do something a little bit later in our show, and I'm going to go through Everybody likes – raise your hands online if you guys like to play over-unders. You guys like to do uh, your your type of sports entertainment over-unders. I'm going to do some over-unders with the Georgia recruiting class uh, to kind of see uh, to kind of see where, where, where I think things are going to go, but also where you guys also think and expect things to go. So we got a pretty packed show, pretty loaded show. You guys, as always, this show is brought to you by those fine folks at Kroger. I think you'll find that in the – bottom corner of your screen you'll now find it on the dog nation homepage as well pretty stinking cool but uh on all things today with before the hedges uh we're gonna have top targets we're gonna have online chatter we're gonna have um a lot of things to get into and have fun but right now you guys want to hear from carlton madden jr uh cj madden jr that's the young man i will always remember as a guy that ate you know four or five peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day for about four or five months in order to change himself from a uh, 205 pound, uh, you know, mid-tier power five prospect to now a guy that is kind of coveted and wanted by the University of Georgia. If you guys want to see here from CJ Madden, you want to know uh, what's going on with CJ Madden, let's take a look right here on dognation.com's Before the Hedges. I guess you've went through a bunch of June visits and you've set a September the 18th. Mm -hmm. That's the South Carolina game. Do you know that? No. I mean, so that's a chance for, if it's potentially Georgia, you could show up in the middle of the stadium as a commitment, I guess. Right. Um, if it's somewhere else, you might be at Ole Miss, you might be at Colorado, you might be at Washington State. I think I've got all those, all those schools. Where do you think you're at right now? Do you think you have enough to make a final decision since you've set your date? Um, I'm a... I think I'll probably wait it out to the end of July. I'm gonna build a couple schools and always back up this month. And uh, by the time then, I think I'll be ready to roll. Watch the season. Do you ever see yourself making a silent commitment to hold a spot or anything like that? Is that something that's um, crossed your mind? It has, but I really think I probably won't. Um, but you know, you know, things might change, so I might. It just depends on whatever. 
What's the feeling right now you have about Georgia? I know the last visit was a great visit. You got to try on everything. Definitely. What was that like for you? You know, I definitely like Georgia. You know, I like the opportunity they could bring to me. And, uh, you know, growing up, you know, our family was Georgia fans, so it, it just feels like it's right. Uh, you know, I've been to Georgia three times last month, and every time was the number love. So. Um, it seems like they're recruiting you for versatility. What, what, what did the coaches tell you about you can, how you could help Georgia across, the, across their defense? Well, yeah, definitely. At first, you know, they wanted me as, a, as an edge rusher, you know, pass rush, and um, they dropping a couple coverages at times. But, uh, you know, I was with Coach Smart, and uh, he told me that I can actually play inside back there too. You know, they might build me up and do what I got to do. And, um, you know, with things like that, uh, say we were playing a, a straight run defense, run offense team, you know, smash my team, so they'll put me inside. So they like the first two that I got. We were talking, and you said you felt like you really had to earn that Georgia offer. Why do you feel that way? Uh, you know, going in, you know, they really didn't know much about me. You know, I didn't have no, I didn't have any film. I didn't have um, you know, anything like that. Who else is in it right now for you, CJ? Uh, Georgia Tech, Ole Miss, Colorado, and Washington State. So what do you think is the biggest thing the month of June taught you? Uh, you know, June was a very good month for me. And, um, you know, I think that it just came down to, you know, just putting myself out there for the college coach to see me and see what I can go do, you know, drill, things like that. So, How did Georgia make you feel on that last visit right before the dead period started up again? Um, you know, I felt very special. I, I'm not going to lie. I was the only person there. You know, they treated my family with a lot of, um, you know, a lot of my family was there, so they treated them just as much as they treat me. So, uh, you know, I really like it. Do you know who you're going to go see in July? Um, I think I'm going to UCF. Um, and whatever comes up, I think I might go out to UGA again. Uh, I know I, try, I want to get out to Georgia Tech, so, yeah. Have the commitments started working on you yet? Guys like Denial and Morissette, Jalen Walker, have they have they started working on you yet? Yeah, Jalen Walker, you know, he, he hit me up a couple times, you know what I'm saying, go dogs, things like that. You know, Denialing, you know, he texts me a few times, things like that. So, yeah, dude, the commitments are definitely, you know, coming at me. What does it feel like, man, how much your life has changed with 30 pounds and new film and camp workouts? Does it feel like your stock has just shot up? Yeah, my stock definitely did shoot up. But, um, you know, I knew it was going to come eventually. You know, just me just stand down and continue to put in work. So, you know, I feel like I earned it. You know, all things, all praise to the most high. So, Colton Madden. Hey, CJ, man, thanks for taking some time today. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, guys, there you go. We have had a uh, active uh, Wednesday Night Live. We're actually live. If you guys are joining us right now, we're live for the first time on the Dog Nation homepage, dognation.com. Of course, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Twitch. Um, you can also, when this show ends, you can find uh, this show will become a podcast. The Before the Hedges podcast will be available on Spotify, the Apple podcast platform, uh, SoundCloud, all of your favorite vendors and everything else like that. I want to say hello. Hey, Danny Blackman. I'm actually watching your comment right now on YouTube. Uh, but uh, that's that's right there, guys, is uh, Carlton Madden, CJ Madden. Interesting. Now, let's kind of let's kind of break down this interview right now uh, a little bit. Uh, I thought it was interesting that he said he would not make a silent commitment. He said that, uh, you know, there's there's coming. A, if you guys have been following us on forum.dognation.com, probably for the last three or four weeks or so, I've heard where recruits are hearing uh, something to the extent of, you know, spots are tight. Um, 
spots are tight and there's Georgia's trying to, uh, you know, tell guys you're in if you want to be in this class, but if not, uh, spots will, will certainly kind of fill up. So, you know, I think that's happening. I thought it was interesting that Carlton Madden Jr. did not feel like he was needed to be expedient in, tor- in order to either I make a silent commit or B a make a silent commit or B just kind of secure his spot in the class. Um, you know, Tony, and I see some people are all talking about three-star, five-star. Guys, you just got to throw everything away uh, in terms of a rating for uh, C.J. Madden. C.J. Madden hasn't played varsity football since he was uh, in 2019. Uh, at that point, he was a sophomore. Um, and then he weighed about 170, 175 pounds. Uh, the thing that's striking about me is – gonna let's call him what he is. He's probably a mid-four-star something to that extent. He's 6'3", he's about 245. I saw him work. I didn't know he was really quite the athlete that he was. Uh, C.J. Madden is working as a tight end for Cedar Grove in a lot of seven-on-seven concepts and a lot of seven-on-seven packages. He is a great natural pass rusher. If you had to think, if I had to think about what I feel is probably his best tool, uh, it's probably going to be his pass rush. He can really come screaming in off the edge. He's actually a fine athlete. I saw him, you know, those little – those ball shoots that quarterbacks like to fire balls in uh, after practice or before practice. And I saw this, you know, six foot three and a quarter, uh, 240 pound defensive end. I think I saw him hit the basket and thread it from about 15 yards out. I think I, I think I saw him do that about seven times out of 10. Um, actually worked out an inside linebacker and outside linebacker with both coach Glenn Schumann and coach Dan, Dan Lanning. One of the things that he told you on that interview that he thought was um, maybe he increased his value with Georgia is he has the ability to play inside. He has the ability to play an outside linebacker. And he also has the ability to put his hand on the ground and be a defensive end as well. Um, kind of got some, you know, from a lot of guys that have seen him and worked with him, there are a lot of kind of, a lot of kind of Brenton Cox-ish type qualities to his game. Now, I'm not saying he's a five-star like Brenton Cox was because Brenton Cox was a little bit bigger. And I think uh, Brenton Cox had a lot more film and a, a kind of a deeper bag of pass rush moves in his repertoire. But, uh, C.J. Madden grew up a Georgia fan in a family of Georgia fans. Georgia was his dream school, and it certainly seems like Georgia is really doing all the right things um, right now in terms of that recruitment. And uh, so, guys, there's a good chance. There's a good you know, kind of a window into all things. Uh, Carlton, uh, C.J. Madden Jr. Uh, Carlton uh, can actually dance the Carlton, if, if you were wondering that. I know I am. When I talk to these young men, I think uh, anybody that's got a first name Carlton and a last name Madden better be good at John Madden, uh, Madden 21 or Madden 22. And he also better better be able to do the Carlton Carlton and uh, Carlton Madden. CJ Madden said he was also adept at both. Um, let me do this. Um, I'm going to I'm going to do one half of this on this week's show and the other half of this on next week's show to kind of give you guys a good idea of kind of what I'm thinking and what I'm hearing and seeing with this class. Um, we're going to do something called over-unders. And uh, everybody knows what over-unders are. I don't think I have to uh, – I don't have, think I have to explain them. This is not a, uh, you know, Florida Gator Nation type website where I, where I would have to explain what an over-under means. But so the thing we're looking at here is I'm going to give you – I'm going to just say this. This is the first topic. I think this is a, a way to draw everyone in. I'm going to set a number. And this is what I feel will be eventually the number of a good indica- indicator of the number of five stars that eventually uh, sign with Georgia in this class. Um, first of all, I would welcome your own suggestions about the number of five stars in this class. Um, 
if I if you guys were setting the over under on the number of five stars in this class, now remember Georgia currently only has one five star commitment at this time. What number would you guys go with? You got. I'll give you guys a, a chance to maybe filter in um, your thoughts and your on, on this. But I think the number. I think the number that I am uh, looking at right now is uh, the number. I would say my over under would be would be four. And so you got a you you got a uh, you got a chance there to say I'm going to set the bar. I'm going to set the bar at four and a half. This is so we'll this will sound like Vegas, four and a half. Um, Here's the, here's the question now. How many, with a bar set at four and a half for over-under, how many of you guys out there think that Georgia will clear the bar and go over that number of five stars? How many of you guys think will go under that number of five stars? Um, I'm going to let a couple of, you, a couple of your thoughts trickle in. Again, we got four and a half is the number that has been set by our entertainment, uh, our entertainment for tonight. That would be myself. The number is 4.5. Currently, Georgia has uh, one five-star commitment in uh, Malachi Starks. Here's the potential for everybody probably wants to know, hey, let me see your homework a little bit, Jeff. So Georgia has the ability to add Kamari Wilson. Georgia has the ability to add um, Keon Sab. Georgia has the ability to add Jaheim Singletary. Georgia has the ability to re-welcome into the class Dayon Bowie. They have the ability also to add Trev, Travis Shaw out of North Carolina and also Walter Nolan um, out of uh, Tennessee. And there's also the case that maybe Georgia, uh, one of Georgia's current commitments, kind of like Jalen Walker, or maybe a future commitment gets a bump because Branson Robinson is kind of just right there on the periphery of being, I think he's the number 41, number 42 overall prospect. Um right now in the 24 seven sports composite. So uh, I think that's given me enough chance to kind of talk it out right now. Uh, so my, my vote, and I set the number at four and a half is I think the number will go under uh, Randy Hall. Good question. Uh, Tyler Booker is not a, uh, is not a five-star um, kind of in that number 45, number 44, that type of range, kind of where Jalen Walker is right now as well. Kind of where a potential commitment like Branson Robinson is, is as well. So that, my friends, um, my, my feeling as I went under four and a half, because I think that number is probably going to be somewhere around three or four, especially given what we're looking at, what we're seeing at this time, even with some class re-ranks. Got another, got another topic here, and this, this will be much easier to roll out and kind of fire out here. Over under the number of offensive linemen Georgia signs in this class. Uh, my number that I'm establishing for the, uh, for the party game tonight is four. Um, that's the number I, I would probably say would be a good over under for the number of offensive linemen Georgia signs in this class. And uh, I'm curious to see what all you guys think. Would you guys go over the number of four or under the number of four? Got some guys coming in. Uh, Dyson or Dyson 31, Connor Graham, Scott Barnes. Randy Hall wants a Peaches side, and he wants to know if Peaches is going to get her fifth star as well. Uh, Randy Hall. Uh, I think Peaches had a – more than a guest starring role or more than a uh, contributing best supporting actress um, role last in last week's show. We might, we might let her be off in a, we may, we may, we may let her be on vacation this week. 
So the number we said offensive linemen, uh, Lisa Allen, Steve, Jeremy Barbary, uh, Mr. Mills, I see that. The number I set for the number of offensive linemen Georgia signs in this class was four. I'm going under on that one as well because I think that um, I think that uh, Georgia is going to sign three. I think that's the number of offensive linemen they're going to sign in this class. I don't even think they need to sign three. I think two would be a number they could live with, especially if they could add a like another um, uh, if they could add another uh, wide receiver, if they could add another outside linebacker, linebacker, defensive line type there. Uh, cornerback safety type, I think um, I think the priority there is not to load up with the offensive line guys in this class at offensive line. I got a third one and a final one for uh, for this class, for this week's show. We're going to go over under kind of a lot over the next few, few weeks of the summer here. But um, over under here, it would be the number of wide receivers Georgia signs in this class, but I've got a, a different way to spin this. This would be uh, the number right now of top 150 overall receivers Georgia signs in this class. I think I, I think Georgia's going to sign about three to four. Uh, they'd love to get the right four, but um, the, the over-under here I'm looking at for the wide receiver position is the number of um, top 150 overall receivers Georgia signs in this class, and the number that I will contribute here uh, to the discussion is two. Um, do you guys think Georgia goes over the number of top 150 overall prospects at receiver or they, they go under the, the number of top 150 overall prospects at receiver? I'd like curious to see what everybody's going there. Uh, Johnny Webster says three, uh, DeMont Smith says under, uh, Connor Graham. That's a good point. Uh, both of those are good points because it is dependent on how well Georgia plays this season. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of think glass half full here with my equation. And I would say, you know, Georgia gets a thousand yard receiver. Georgia gets 4,000 like, you know, 3,500, 4,000 yards passing, um, from JT Daniels. Um, you know, this is one thing I hope everybody understands. Cause I see a lot of this out there. For instance, if, if JT Daniels throws for 3,900 yards this fall, that's the most a Georgia quarterback has ever thrown for, more than Eric Zire, uh, more than Aaron Murray. I think Georgia's only had two quarterbacks ever go over 3,600 yards ever. Uh, one of those was Zire. One of those was uh, was Aaron Murray as well. And then the, also you hear a lot of 40 touchdowns. You see a lot of 40 touchdowns. Um, I don't think you – know, you know, the Georgia record is not even 40 touchdowns. So you're asking about JT Daniels. For a lot of these 4,000 yards and 40 touchdown seasons that everybody is kind of hypothesizing and encapsulating, they're, they're really pontificating that JT Daniels will be the most prolific uh, touchdown arm and also the most prolific passing arm in Georgia history. Um, for, for the example here that we're talking about with wide receivers and what I'm forecasting is top 150 signees, I guess I would probably have to say Georgia goes under because I think the number would probably be right at two it won't go it, it would it would be kind of a push so i would go under two two or under um probably you know the names i want to make sure see this is a good device i can use to kind of just talk out things um of course uh georgia just offered a young man who immediately put georgia in his top eight that's Jaden uh gibson out of the state of florida both of his parents went to florida we'll talk a little bit about more about that later in the show uh, but he was six six he dazzled at the opening um, you've got Andre Green Jr. Guys, 
I hope you read the story I wrote. I think it was last week about Andre Green Jr. That young man is wired, extremely wired for success. Um, let me let me let me quickly see who's paying attention. So I'm going to tell you a little quick story about Andre Green Jr. We're going to try to get him on in maybe you know a few weeks or so. But um, Andre Green Jr. Um, he, first of all, he's six three. He's got these sick highlight catches. Uh, he he's six three. He's fast. He gave Georgia his first official visit. Uh, feels like he, Georgia's in a race there and a chase there with I think North Carolina. Uh, Clemson is in the mix there as well. But um, certainly, um, the thing that st- sticks out to me about Andre Green Jr. is just his competitiveness, competitiveness, and the, just the way he approaches his craft and his business. Um, I told a story with our Andre Green Jr. profile of how um, he likes to play the game Connect Four with his father. Yeah, that's that old school, you know, Connect Four, put the dot, you get four in a row, you win. Well, it is insanely competitive between him and his father, Andre Green Jr., uh, to the extent that they play like five games every night. And Andre, you got to like this about AG Jr. right here. What he does is he keeps a tally of the wins and losses on his phone. Uh, on the notepads, on the note options on his phone. I think he's somewhere, you know, 494 by now to 430 by now. Uh, He says his dad tries to cheat him on a lot of those guys, tries to cheat him on a lot of those matches. That's why he has to keep a running tally on his phone. He usually wins about three or four out of the five every night. Um, Something to think about there for Andre Green Jr. As we established, you know, there's Dylan Bell. That's a, a young man out of Texas that recently picked up a lot of steam uh, with Georgia. Uh, things have happened since the last time we spoke. Let me quickly recap those on Wednesday Night Live. On um, Before the Hedges, Kojo Antwi commits to Ohio State. I didn't feel like that was a shock, especially when I kind of listened to him articulate how impressive that Ohio State visit was for him. Um, also, Shalik Knotts, that was a name out of North Carolina. A lot of people were focusing on as a potential uh, wide receiver target for Georgia in this class. I just never really thought Shalik Knotts was a really good fit. Uh, he named his top three this past weekend and uh, or over the last week or so. Georgia did not make it. Uh, Tennessee did. I think it was Tennessee, Maryland, and North Carolina, I believe, there for his, uh, for his final three. And then um, another name that came off the board was Emory Floyd. Emory was kind of flirting with Georgia and Florida pretty hard, but he felt like the most genuine love was coming from South Carolina. And that's where he committed to uh, over the last uh, seven days. Emory Floyd, this speedster out of Hillgrove High School in Powder Springs, Georgia, chose South Carolina uh, over the last week as well. Uh, That's a really good start in a couple topics we wanted to get into tonight on Before the Hedges. But as always, let's, uh, let's take a knee. Let's unbuckle our chin strap. Let's think about great groceries. Let's think about big savings. And let's think about those fine folks at Kroger. Here's a word. Here's a special message from Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. But first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. All right, guys, who who watches that Kroger ad every week? And you know you talk about subliminal advertising. I see that hanging basket in the back of that van. 
And I think of my mom and my grandma all the time because that's what they would come back with. They would come back with hanging baskets of flowers and hopefully get some rain, kind of like the state of Georgia got some rain tonight. Um, that's what I think of. And I, I guess sometimes it also makes me think it's time to go get some more flowers for my lovely wife. So uh, that's uh, that's what I think of when I see that Kroger ad each and every week. And I finally verbalized what I was thinking right there. Uh, moving right along, we've got the top targets. Uh, you know, Clarence Dawson uh, says it's a shame that Georgia is losing the homegrown recruits. You know, Kojo's a great player, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know basically hit the reverse button and think that you know, try to soften the blow because he's a great player. And I don't think Georgia has a lot of, I don't think Georgia has a lot of players quite like him, the skill set. But I think a lot of people, a lot of people, especially the, the colleges that got to see him, I thought that a lot of people thought that they were expecting Kojo to be 6'1 or 6'2. And really he's more like 5'11. And I think that adds to the evaluation, especially when you see what he's able to do and the frame. And you see what a guy like Andre Green Jr. can do. And now Jaden Gibson can do. And, Basically, a lot of a lot of the skills there are kind of similar to Denylon Morissette. Denylon Morissette, the, the steadfast commitment in this Georgia class is, um, I mean, kind of basically the same size, a little bit bigger, a little bit more polish on him, I feel, as a wide receiver. But then um, Kojo Entwee has the really pure, true game-breaking, you know, sensational type <clears throat> skills he's going to have to develop at the next level. And he's going to do that at Ohio State with a lot of great other guys he has to compete with there. And I certainly wish the best for Kojo and Tweet. But um, looking at um, uh, Kevin Flutie has a question about Evan Stewart. I just saw that one as I'm going to transition. I haven't put, you know, Kevin, I haven't put uh, Evan, Evan Stewart in my list in quite a while. I think there's a lot of things Georgia has to overcome. You talk about a lot of players where, you know, Georgia would have to really start putting up those season career marks you know, from JT Daniels' arm and, you know, guys like Jermaine Burton and Eric Gilbert. Uh, I think that's what's going to have to happen to really even turn the head of, of, of Evan Stewart because I don't think he's really looking at Georgia. And, you know, one of the things I've shared on this show is, you know, his 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 wide receiver coach, a really, really great guy, um, very impressive, one of the, probably the best wide receiver trainers in the country out of Texas. He had the same uh, – one of his pupils was also Tommy Bush, and he's been training Evan Stewart for the last – uh, two years. And I think, I think if George would have done a better job with the development of Tommy Bush, I, I think that would have helped George's chances with Evan Stewart as well. Um, taking a look at this is our version 7.1. This is the first one in July. We've got 12 names this week. Let's start with uh, Jaheim Singletary out of Robert E. Lee. That's an Ohio State commitment. Um, number 11 is Keon Sab out of IMG Academy. If we had to be honest, um, it it kind of feels like Georgia has kind of lost some steam, just a little bit of steam there with Keon Sab. Uh, number 10 is five-star athlete Dayon Bowie out of Bainbridge. I think Mr. Bowie is going to be doing a lot of looking around Alabama, Texas A&M, Florida, Florida State. Um, I do think there is still some pull and some ties there with Georgia and Dayon Bowie, that relationship with Kirby, of course. Kirby Smart, of course, also is out of Bainbridge. That was Kirby Smart's alma mater. He's known Dayon for forever, it seems like. Or it sounds like um, that's why I think Georgia still got a got a shot there with Dayon Bowie, and also the fact that Georgia uh, and its cornerback cornerback uh, room, he knows how well it would set up for him. Uh, number nine, that's a young man, C.J. Madden. We just interviewed at the top of our hour of our show, uh, C.J. Madden out of Cedar Grove, Ellenwood, Georgia. He is going to make his decision known on September the 18th. And uh, ideally, I think a lot of Georgia fans wouldn't that be interesting. There's one thing I think that it would be pretty cool 
I know there's some what might wonder if uh, the Georgia staff would ever approve of it because it would take away from a game day on a Saturday. But um, probably one of the coolest things that I haven't seen done yet in the recruiting industry is for a, a, a recruit to be on campus. And uh, maybe it's the fourth quarter and, you know, the Georgia Bulldogs are pulling away. But how cool would that be for a young man to just sit there and maybe go live inside Sanford Stadium off their Instagram and commit in like the recruiting bleachers in the middle of the stadium and something like that. I think that would be something that uh, you want to talk about a, a decision that folks will remember for all time. Can you imagine somebody committing inside Sanford stadium amongst a bunch of other commitments in that West end zone while Georgia's, you know, leading an sec opponent big in the fourth quarter. I think that would be, I think that would be a raucous way to, uh, for someone to begin their career as a Georgia Bulldog. I think everybody would remember the young man that committed in the middle of the stadium. Um, number eight, Tyler Booker. You know, you hear a lot of things with Tyler Booker. I think it's centrally, it's going to be either Georgia, Florida, or Alabama. Um, Georgia has a deep connection there to Tyler Booker. And for, for, for my sake, the way I look and evaluate things, if, if Matt Luke uh, and the Georgia offensive line staff, including coach Eddie Gordon, if, 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 if Georgia can sign Tyler Booker in this class, I think that's going to be some of the finest work that Matt Luke has ever done because getting another top 40, top 50 overall prospect like Tyler Booker to come uh, to Athens and play for the Bulldogs when that room is as, as stacked as it is, um, that's some mighty hefty, hefty lifting on the recruiting trail. Number seven, Walter Nolan, St. Benedict in Auburndale in Cordova, Tennessee, taking a couple of visits to Georgia. Uh, of late, especially in the month of June. I think things are going pretty well there, as well as it could be uh, for Georgia right now with Walter Nolan. Of course, Alabama's in the mix. Florida's in the mix. Uh, it seems like a lot of times, you know, Walter is enjoying the recruiting process. It would be interesting to see how much longer he takes things, and it will be very interesting to see if Walter Nolan gives a third trip to the University of Georgia in the month of July. As you guys have known, known by now, the month of July is dead, except for a few days at the end of the month when Every recruit in the country is going to try and see about two or three schools again. Uh, number six, uh, he wears number six. That's Andre Green Jr. Uh, he's going to, whichever school he chooses, he's going to try and put a lot of uh, six points on the scoreboard multiple times. Uh, Andre Green Jr., he's a great basketball player. He runs track. Uh, should Andre Green Jr. choose the Georgia Bulldogs or any school, he's told me that he will not be an uh, early enrollee. He wants to enjoy his high school experience. Uh, a young man, uh, Danny Denton, Dennis Sutton out of McDonough, uh, Owings Mills, Maryland. Excuse me. I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, so you guys, I know I've said this name on the show a lot. His name is actually Deny Dennis Sutton. Uh, so if you want to sound like the uh, really articulate fella um, at the tailgate or at the water cooler when it comes time to talk about Georgia football and Georgia football recruiting, uh, just think about. Um, this is the mnemonic. This is the trick you need in your brain. Uh, you want to think deny, like deny the ball carrier on fourth down or denied Florida a chance to reach the end zone uh, on a key fourth down play. Or, uh, you know, that's the that's the mnemonic. It's deny Dennis Sutton. Um, I think the word I would use to describe deny Dennis Sutton is relentless. I've heard that used over and over. Uh Listen to folks um, evaluate him and share share their takes on his game. He guys is his final three for the longest time has been Penn State, Alabama, and Georgia. Uh, to me, it seems like it's really a Penn State, Georgia type decision. There, he's making his decision on January the twenty second. 
Number four on the list is Travis Shaw. And if if somebody wanted to get in a, get in an arm wrestling contest and they wanted to say, Jeff, Travis Shaw needs to be number one or at least a little bit higher, I certainly wouldn't disagree. But I still think Georgia has has a little bit more work to do there with Travis Shaw. I think it's really Georgia and, and, and North Carolina inside his final four. Um, got some online chat. I want to show you uh, something that uh, Jalen Walker tweeted out uh, a little bit later on our show. If you guys haven't had a chance to see that. Uh, number three is Oscar Delp. And folks, you want to talk about a recruiting border battle. Well, that's Oscar Delp. Everybody, if you don't know the family story of Oscar Delp, let me catch it up. He's got a lot of South Carolina fans in his family. He's got a beautiful kind of family mansion that um, I think his uncle uh, currently stays in, in the Columbia, South Carolina area. He has some, he has other uh, members of his family, a member of his family that went and played for Clemson. His mom graduated from South Carolina and really it's kind of Georgia, kind of Michigan, Clemson. He's going to visit Clemson and go to its cookout uh, in July to see Clemson again. Um, I want to make sure Michigan is in that as well. Michigan, uh, you know, Georgia, Florida, you know, kind of in there a little bit for him as well. But Oscar Delp, uh, you see this Delp is a dog hashtag and you see, you see that we want Delp hashtag from, I guess, Gamecock Nation. Now they're really trying to prioritize Oscar Delp as perhaps uh, the crown jewel in their class. Um, for the class of uh, 2022. And then also you have Clemson in there as well, also kind of feeling the same way about Oscar Delp. Uh, I think this goes without saying, but I, I want you guys to remember this with Delp. So Delp is kind of like all or nothing for Georgia at the tight end spot. Uh, there's really not been any other um, tight ends that Georgia has recruited or tried to recruit in the 2022 class. Um, should Georgia miss or whiff on Delp, I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll sign a, a, a tight end in this class. The only reason Georgia is recruiting Oscar Delp is because he's just that special of a fit for the Georgia offense, that skill set where Georgia is going to have to take a guy like that in every class if they check all the boxes that Oscar Delp does, size, speed, um, physicality, the way he blocks out on the perimeter, the way he gets yards after uh, yards after the catch. Um, Oscar Delp is uh, – and you think about it, there's not a guy, a lot of guys like him. I think he's, his ratings have dipped to the nation's number three tight end in the country. I don't think folks need to worry about that in terms of a rating or his ability not being what others had made it out to be. Uh, but really the only, the only tight end in the country, I think, that would push Georgia's tight end room with Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington. Um, you know, John Fitzpatrick is, you know, he has a couple of years of eligibility left as well, but – you start looking at the guys that can push that group. You know, Rylan Goaty's still in that room. Brett Scyther's still in that room. Uh, you know, Rick Gilbert might might play a little bit at tight end, but you hear a lot that he's basically just being trained as an X receiver, working as an X receiver for Georgia. I really think, uh, you know, Delp's kind of basically the only guy that can push for playing time in that room in the 2022 cycle. So I guess that's probably a good reason why Todd Hartley's only recruiting Oscar Delp in uh, 2022. Number two is Kamari Wilson out of IMG Academy, Bradenton, Florida. I always get a lot of messages about Kamari because it felt like a lot of folks were were feeling, thinking, indicating that Kamari was going to make a decision in mid-June. Um, and he's decided to kind of keep looking. He's got decided he wants to enjoy the recruiting process. Kamari is being heavily recruited by Texas A&M and LSU and also Florida and then also uh, University of Miami. Uh, Kamari Wilson is um, – He's doing a slow 
Uh, he's doing a slow kind of release of his top schools. I don't know if you we've seen this a lot, but he's kind of releasing his top schools one by one across his social media. Um, we haven't seen before. Number one on the list, another guy that um, I think he, his official decision is down to Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee. Those were the three schools that he got official visits in for the month of June. Um, and he will make his decision on July the 22nd. And what a noble cause that is for Branson Robinson. He's going to honor his uh, slain uncle uh, on his birthday. I always want to keep his thoughts. And he will always want to keep his uncle's memory um, burning bright. And I think that's a fine way to do it is to make his commitment on his uncle's um, birthday as well. You guys saw dognation.com today. Uh, I had a story where you guys got to hear about it first before a lot of people got to run dognation.com. Uh, last week, our, our special interview package was with Jordan James. And he kind of said that uh, the dog way or no way and kind of shared his thoughts about um, Branson Robinson as the, really the guy everybody wants to see in the Georgia class to run with him. Second chapter of our kind of uh, our, our kind of weekly table stakes, I'm going to roll through nine other names that I think of, that are pertinent to Georgia's recruiting class. Uh, the first of those is Luther Burden out of East St. Louis in East St. Louis, Illinois, uh, five-star wide receiver. Georgia got a got a visit, and I think now Georgia's got to kind of kind of walk the walk and show Luther that their their the offense is going to be a, a lot more prolific and is going to be the type of place for the nation's number one receiver. Feels like Alabama, Missouri, uh, Oklahoma. Georgia, those are the schools to watch there. Luther Burden, let's remember, folks, he is still currently committed to Oklahoma, and that's why a fellow like me is not going overboard and putting him in the top targets list yet. Um, Dylan Bell, we mentioned him out of Kincaid in Houston, Texas. He's a three-star guy that's shown a lot of potential. He camped uh, at a lot of places in uh, June, and he saw his stock go up. Five-star Dalen Everett, uh, Georgia, North Carolina, Clemson. Uh, those are the schools there for Dalen Everett, uh, another five-star corner. Uh, Three-star offensive tackle Jacob Hood. He gave official visits to Georgia and uh, Miami in the class. And during the, uh, also visited Auburn during the month of June. I think he's probably going to make his decision sometime in September, by September, before his senior season. Uh, Amari Kelly is out of Hewitt, Trustville, and Trustville, not Trustville, Georgia, Trustville, Alabama. If you're guys clicked well with the Nyland Morissette, clicked well with uh, Malachi Starks. Um, Amari Kelly is also in the state of Alabama and is also being recruited by Alabama as well. Uh, Addison Nichols out of Greater Atlanta Christian. We've mentioned his name a lot. Uh, the Eagle Scout, the Black Belt, the Kroger employee. Uh, he took a big round of visits and he spent last weekend, I think, vacationing with his girlfriend. So uh, good for him. He sounds like he's got this whole recruiting visits in the summer uh, calendar figured out. Uh, Another name I think Georgia fans should know about is Jake Pope. Uh, Jake Pope is uh, out of Buford High School in Buford, Georgia. Man, he's down in North Carolina, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia. Such a loaded uh, option there. A uh, lot of offers, a lot of potential there for Jake Pope. I think Georgia's got a really strong plan about how they want to use Jake Pope, um, perhaps on both sides of the ball. Uh, Jake Pope is a guy that um, certainly has great film, great character. There's a lot to like about that young man. Uh, Shamar Stewart, that's a name we're kind of just going to park here in the names to know. Uh, sounds like Miami is really coming on strong there for Shamar Stewart. Uh, he did have a great visit to Georgia in the month of June as well. And then another guy, four-star Edge, Janai White. I think if, he's, if he hasn't done it yet today, he's probably 
within the next 24 hours going to drop its top four. It's going to have Georgia, uh, Penn State, uh, I believe Alabama, Texas A&M. Those schools will be in the running there for NI White. Excuse me, not Penn State. Ohio State will be that that other Big Ten school uh, there for NI White out of Emmitap Charter. And uh, that's the same high school that produced uh, Tyke Smith. Um, timelines for 2022 targets. There's actually one coming up tomorrow, Jeremiah Alexander. Uh, that's the five-star linebacker out of Thompson High School in Alabaster, Alabama. Clemson, uh, Alabama's kind of felt that way for the longest. Feels like it's going to come down tomorrow to between uh, Clemson and July 22nd, four-star running back Branson Robinson. That's scheduled. July 22nd, also four-star defensive end Denai Dennis Sutton. Uh, should those two probably go ahead and regard the Carolina boys right there? That was a shout-out to Jalen Walker and also a shout-out to um, – uh, Travis Shaw. Now you see this other hashtag happening here, which is a uh, uh, hashtag Shaw Dog. You see that there with um, you see that there with uh, the recent uh, tweet from also uh, one from one one from Jordan Davis, and then also one from Jalen Walker. I want you to see uh, I want you to see yeah Jalen Walker. That's his tweet right there. Uh, we saw the one from Jordan Davis. Athens takes care of them. North Carolina boys push up. And then the one from Jalen Walker about um, how, you know, they're kind of lined up together deep. Uh, and you look at that emoji game he's got going on right there as well. It's interesting that uh, Jalen Walker used that, that used those two emojis right there. Um, let me see Jaden Gibson. That's the six foot five, six foot six receiver out of Florida. Both of his parents went to Florida. He recently just dropped this afternoon uh, his top eight. Here's his top eight edit right here. Jaden has – uh, Florida, Florida State. Uh, he has um, now Georgia. It was a top seven, but then he made it a top eight because Georgia just offered him. I believe it was on Monday or Tuesday of this week, and that's how quickly a top seven becomes a top eight. A lot of good schools in there, a lot of in-state schools there as well, but uh, Georgia has quickly became a candidate for um, uh, Jaden Gibson as well. Uh, you've seen – I think you've got Baylor, Auburn, Florida State, Tennessee. I think those are mostly the uh, schools there to look at there for um, for Jaden Gibson. Let me see what else. You've seen the Ben Cleveland tweet, um, the Jordan Davis tweet, uh, and you've seen the Instagram uh, from Kamari Wilson. Guys, that's it. That's uh, That's all the online chatter we want to bring to your attention for this week. Um, uh, Steve Walden makes a point about um, Jordan James and Branson Robinson would be a nice one-two punch. I certainly agree with you there. I think that's what Del McGee thinks as well. I think that's what Del McGee has thought, the Georgia ace recruiter and um, very highly respected running backs coach. Um, he's kind of thought that way for a lot of times. Um, I see some folks are having some issues with the connection. Um, let me see. Um Bank Six is doing leg curls at the gym. What's up, man? Hope you uh, make sure you stretch afterward and make sure you hydrate afterward. Um, let me see. Uh, we got lots of people, folks tuning in. You guys got a quick question? Anything you guys want to talk about? How'd you guys like those um, over unders? You guys got yeah? You guys like those over unders? What do you see what the defensive over unders look like as well? Let me see. Uh, let me see what else can what else can I? You know, you sit there and you roll through the class. 
Um, you've got uh, Georgia will sign one quarterback in this class. That will be Branson Robinson. The hope is Georgia can sign two running backs. Excuse me, the quarterback is going to be uh, Gunnar Stockton. Uh, the running backs would the ideal pairing for Georgia would be Branson Robinson and Gunner's Gunner Stockton. No, it would be Branson Robinson and, and Jordan James. See what I do when I try to read three things at the same time. Sometimes all of us uh, have trouble multitasking as well. Um, currently, Georgia has one wide receiver in the class. That's Denial and Morissette. I think they would like to add up to two or three more for a class of four or uh, three wide receivers. Um, and guys. Main thing I want to do is I want to say thanks to everybody for joining us. We're trying to flap our wings. We're trying to grow. We're trying to uh, build and raise for the 2021 season because we think it's going to be a special season here around uh, Dog Nation. Um, and that's why we're trying to do all these new things. Props to Michael, uh, Michael Carvel for he's like basically we, we, we get our pre-show meeting and he's like, hey, man, let's do this. Let's put let's put let's put the show on the homepage today. Let's see if we can do this. And waves his ma magic Harry Potter wand and tries to make it all work. Uh, so you guys, if you haven't done so yet, kind of one of our other amazing things on our show tonight is we have found a way to stream this program or any program. You'll, you'll be able to see any of our programs coming up in the future. The cover four lives, uh, Brandon's dog nation daily, Connor in coverage, Mike's on the beat with Mike Griffith. Everybody give him a welcome back for him coming back from, from a very hard-earned and well-earned uh, vacation. Uh, Mike's back in the rotation for us now, but um, I'm sure you guys will all be glad to hear from Mike again this week as well. But, hey, that's a pretty big deal. We were able to stream Dog Nation, uh, Dog Nation's streaming programs, which is, you know, kind of limited a few platforms. Now we've got it on what we kind of feel is the biggest platform of all, which is our homepage. And I want to give a thanks again to Michael Carvel uh, for making that happen as we continue to try and be bigger and better and better and hunker down even more for all you guys in 2021, especially with this big season coming up. Has everybody gotten on the bus yet for the, uh, for the uh, Dog Nation VIP experience? Those tickets are going fast. Uh, I think uh, we've got a lot of demand for that thing. It seems like everybody's ready to get back and tailgating and going to a big time uh, Saturday college football game again in the South between two top five teams. Uh, hope you guys have enjoyed it. Hope you guys like the over-unders. I'm always sitting there trying to, you know, throw new things and bring new things to our show. You guys also got to hear from C.J. Madden Jr. as well of Cedar Grove High School. That's a guy that's certainly made his way up the board for the University of Georgia over the last couple of months. Guys, I'm Jeff Sintel. I want to thank you guys for all joining us here on another edition of Before the Hedges. Remember, thanks to Kroger. Uh, you guys can also find this show on YouTube. You can find it on Facebook. You can find it on SoundCloud, Spotify, the Apple podcast platform. Hope Thanks to everybody that's getting in their workouts during the show. I've got to go get on the bike and get my work in for tonight as well. Junior Baker, thanks for that as well. Hope everybody has themselves a good week. And I sincerely thank you guys for joining us for another edition of uh, Before the Hedges. You guys could be anywhere, but you chose to be here again for another Wednesday night. And for that, it certainly means a whole lot to me. Hope it meant a lot to you as well here on Wednesday night. We'll see everybody again on the pages of dognation.com. I'm Jeff Sintel. Peace. We'll see everybody later. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.